0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. A personal encounter with the Lord is better than a secondhand encounter.
1: Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, we're in Mark 16 today. We've been doing portraits of Jesus from the Gospel of Mark. And this will be the last lesson on that. So, We're going to be in Mark 16. I'm going to read the first few verses of uh, Mark 16. It says, And when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salaam brought spices so they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the feet wearing white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold is the place where they laid him. Uh, now, it's important to note that in uh, the Gospel of uh, Matthew, uh, chapter 28, in the beginning of there, he talks about the stone being rolled away. Jesus didn't roll the stone away. Uh, Jesus didn't need to roll a stone away to leave the tomb. The angel, according to Matthew 28, is the one who rolled the stone away, and it said that that struck fear. The Roman guards saw this angel, and they fell down like paralyzed dead people. And then of course, the ladies encounter the angel here. So this is the beginning of the resurrection story. But I want to just pay attention a little bit today to who Jesus appeared to, because I think it's significant, because I think he still does the same things. In verse nine, it said, after he had risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. Now think of all the people Jesus could have appeared to. I mean, he could have appeared to the chief priest, to the Pharisees, he could have appeared to Pilate, but that's not who he appeared to. He appeared to somebody who of other people was no account, Mary Magdalene. You know, she was somebody that was on the fringes, but yet Jesus had embraced and had defended his ministry to her. And that's who he appeared to. And listen, Jesus still appears to those same people, okay? He still separates the veil and penetrates uh, cultural issues and societal issues and appears to those people who we don't perceive as, as having any political clout or any financial clout or any social clout or even any religious clout for that matter. But that's who he appeared to. He appeared to Mary Magdalene, the very first person. I think that really says something about Jesus, and I think it's something we should really embrace. Then in verse 12, who does he appear to? And after that, he appeared in a different form because he was walking along the road to Emmaus. That's the story, and uh, we can find that I believe in Luke twenty-four. And he appeared in different form, two of them, while they were walking along on their way to the country. So they're making this walk. Uh, the scripture says here it's a seven about a seven mile walk. Okay, so it's a little bit of a journey, and Jesus appears to them while they're on their way and and they're they're just doing their thing they're they're sticking together they're they're negotiating and talking about what all the things that have happened and Jesus comes and joins himself to that con- that conversation while they're on the way. And I think that's where the Lord meets us a lot of times. It's while we're on the way. It's while we're seeking, but we're still moving. We're not sitting still seeking. We're seeking and moving, attempting to move forward in truth. And this is what it says there. And they went away and reported others, but they did not believe them either. (laughs) So we find that true with Mary, right? In verse 10, it says, And she went and reported those who had been with him, And while they were mourning and weeping, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. So both appearances, uh, the secondhand manifestations are not well received. And there's a lot we could learn from this. I I think number one, we could say that uh, a personal encounter with the Lord is better than somebody else's encounter with the Lord. And I think a lot of people say intellectually, amen, when they hear incredible encounters that people have had with God, but they're not so sure, and they need to have some kind of encounter for themselves. Now, we know from reading that as they were on this way, they were talking and talking about all the things that had happened in Jerusalem. They were having a conversation with Jesus, and uh, he was just in a form that they didn't recognize. That doesn't mean he was in an unhuman form. That means I mean, the last time they saw him, he was being crucified. He was severely disfigured. And uh, it's hard to understand what he must have looked like. And now here's this man walking along with them, but he's entered into their conversation. Now, notice what he says to them. Uh, Afterward, he appeared to the 11, verse 14, themselves as they were reclining at the table. So they were sticking together, Right. And he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of the heart. Remember, unbelief and hardness of heart go together. It's hard to believe when our heart is hard because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. In other words, he said, I I gave you a couple good witnesses, but you didn't receive it. And he said to them, go into all the world, And preach the gospel to all creation. So he chastises them for what? For unbelief. That's always the issue. The issue of the gospel is unbelief. It's not compliance to a certain lifestyle or things of that nature. It is what? Unbelief. Believing or not believing. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now, what gospel are they preaching? They're preaching the gospel of the resurrection. When we are having debates with people about who Jesus is and what he did, it's important to clarify in that conversation, do we believe that Jesus was risen from the dead? Because if that's not the center of what we're talking about, then we're just relegating Jesus to a prophet or teacher or to a religious leader. Now, he says, go and preach the gospel. And and then he says this, and he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved will be condemned. Okay? So again, it's faith, it's believing in the resurrection. And then he says, these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So according to Jesus, casting out demons was part of preaching the gospel, of freeing those who were oppressed. So the gospel is not just a spiritual experience that gets people to heaven, it's, a, it's an experience that frees them while they're on earth. And they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. Now he's talking about casting out demons, he's talking about laying hands on the sick. That was part of the gospel that Jesus told us to preach. And so we should do that. We should offer deliverance, and we should offer healing in the name of Jesus. And then it said when he had spoken these things, he was received up into heaven. So he gave us authority to do those things. And I think it never lost the disciples' minds that when Jesus was risen from the dead, whom he appeared to. Can you imagine some of the conversations they must have? Well, Why didn't he come and talk to you, Peter? Why didn't he come and talk to you, John? But but that's not what he did, okay? And I think that enabled them maybe, maybe to be very sharp and very clear, and almost expectant that God would show up and minister to the least of these in settings that we wouldn't necessarily create, you know, a non-spiritual setting, a non-church setting. So Jesus continued, even after the resurrection, to personally encounter people. And Jesus wants to continually, personally encounter us. I just want to encourage you to always remember, this is how the gospel ends, with those personal encounters and with the authority to go and preach. So go and share the testimony that Jesus has risen, and because of that, your sins have been forgiven. Offer to pray for oppressed people. Offer to pray for sick people. Share the gospel. That's good news to people. We really do have good news. Jesus is that good news. He is not just Jesus. He is the Christ, the anointed one who is risen from the dead. This is Keith Tusey for Leadership in Context. As you start this new year, make it a resurrection year. Let God breathe life into things that need resurrected in Jesus' name.
0: The gospel ends with Jesus still personally encountering people and giving them the authority to go and preach the good news. As his disciples, we need to share the good news and help people personally encounter Jesus in this new year. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at in our pastors. See you next week.